we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for October 7th, 2019. Next report, U.S. Marine Reserve units activated for emergency within the United States, which will come with little warning. Cites threats in the homeland. United States military receives orders on deployment within the United States to assist civil authorities. Things just got incredibly serious here in the United States with widespread talk of civil war potentially breaking out in America. The United States Marine Corps was issued the signed order shown below on deploying inside the United States to assist civil civilian authorities in the event of an emergency. This is the first tangible proof that the people inside the federal government are extremely concerned about the events taking place inside the country and what may develop here in America. There are also rumors of financial collapse potentially happening, which would see the government implode on its own debt. If that took place, the government could no longer fund welfare and food stamps, and that could be, that would trigger widespread troubles. Right now, all this is speculation. I am, I am endeavoring to get the facts. This is Hal Turner. But like I said, um, we've got a lot of different sources now coming out with this. Um, Health Ranger Mike Adams, Alex Jones, Dave Hodges, pretty much everybody at this point is is acknowledging this. I mean, it's a signed order. It's there, and it can be verified. Uh, read the order signed yesterday, October 3rd, 2019, covering deployment of U.S. Marines to assist civil authorities. I gave you a link there. I gave you a link previously, too, in, the, in this PDF. Breaking news update concerning... Now, this is from Mike Adams, concerning a direct... A directive involving the United States Marine Corps units via the Maradamans, Maradamans, which is one of their alert systems, I believe, on the Marines.mil site. Because I was up there, I, I did check into this, and this is its number five five zero forward slash one nine, and it was signed on October third, two thousand nineteen by Brigadier General Daniel L. Shipley, Director of Manpower Plans and Policy. Notably, Brigadier General Daniel Shipley was nominated by President Trump for a rank of Major General, according to a January 16, 2019 Defense.gov press announcement. Before serving in his current role, Shipley served as the Deputy Director Program Analysis and Evaluation Department of Programs and Resources for the U.S. Marines. Again, I believe this is all theater. You know, I, I do not believe that... I mean, I'm sure he's going to be loyal to Trump, and that's great. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. Um, but this is left-right paradigm. This is the Democrats coming out now saying that we need to throw Trump in prison. How can we get him in prison? I, I just saw this just broke, um, that the devil Muslim... Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib calls for mass political arrests. Uh, Democrats comply by immediately doing this. Let me just—I'm I'm just going to play some of this. This is her speaking at a local, uh, some local thing that she just spoke at. You know, this is really unprecedented. This is the first time we've ever had a situation like this. So they're trying to figure out. No joke. They're trying to figure out, well, is it the D.C. police that goes and gets them? No, no. In other words, is it the D.C. police that goes and gets President Trump? Now, here's a, here's a devil Muslim woman who is a total traitor to this country 
it's like getting a morality lesson from Satan. And she's talking about how they're going to arrest Trump. And again, I'm not saying this isn't happening, but I'm saying it's part of the theater for the left-right paradigm to get, you know, United Na ultimately United Nation troops on our streets and ultimately put us down under martial law and ultimately take away all of our liberties and rights and our freedom to travel. I think that's where this is all going. And it's going to seem like, you know, it's the, it's the most valid reason, but... The reality is at the end of the day, the Rothschilds own Trump and they own his faction of the cabal. So maybe it is an internal power struggle within different factions of the cabal to wrest power from one another. That's true. But ultimately, it's most likely going to have the same effect. And that's going to be what I just said earlier. Martial law, stripping away of our rights, United Nations troops on our, on our, you know, on our streets and that type of stuff. So they are openly calling for a coup. The left is, and I'm not denying that's happening. It is. It is definitely happening. And she thinks it's hilarious. She's just laughing away. There you have it. She's literally talking about arresting Trump cabinet members if they don't comply to their hoax dictates and their subpoenas. But you know what's even more interesting is shortly thereafter and around that same time, the Democratic Party took action. Take a look at this article on thegatewaypundit.com. Pure evil. Pelosi and Democrats send out letters and subpoenas to Trump administration in hopes to then create a charge of obstruction of Congress. That's pretty bold. The Democrats are literally trying to create the crime of obstruction of justice by sending out these letters, subpoenas to all of Trump's administration. Somebody somewhere is going to do some kind of obstruction. It's nearly impossible. So they're trying to create a crime to pin some kind of case against the president of the United States. This is the very definition of this right here. This is exactly what is happening. The Democrats have moved on to the stage. Oh, and she she held up a sign that said coup because she can't say anything because she's on YouTube. So you have to be very selective in the way you parse your words on YouTube or you'll get demonetized or kicked off or whatever else they're doing. With this and are falsifying almost or making information to fit their narrative. Let's talk about the rest of Trump cabinet members, right? That's what they're doing. And then and then and then form this you know, send out all these letters and subpoenas, and when somebody screws up, hey, we can sell that to the American people. Never mind the fact, again, that a crime hasn't been committed. And and look, they even and again, if they wanted to go after Trump, why why wouldn't they go after all the stuff I cited earlier that I've cited in so many other times? All of the of the the times that he was with Epstein when they when they molested little girls. All of the stuff that Wade Madsen covered where Trump paid off six different families where he molested three different little boys like 10 ages 9 through 11 and then three different little girls in, around the same age ranges. 
Why wouldn't they go after that low-hanging fruit that's out there and available that would be beyond bombshell? But no, no, they want to go after some obscure thing about whatever, about the Ukraine and whatever they're doing. I'm, I don't even pay attention to it because, it, to me, it's theater to get our eyes off what they're really doing and what they're moving us toward. So please bear that in mind as, as we listen to all this because everyone else is on the Trump train pretty much and they believe he's he must be the greatest guy and he's fighting for our rights and this is and i'm like no i don't believe that at all sorry this second whistleblower out now not one but two and this is a first-hand one but guess what this whistleblower also has the same lawyer yet again as the first which both again it's all theater to keep our eyes fixated and focused on the newest the newest whatever they're going to put in front of us the newest whistleblower the newest ukraine incident or whatever that's what it's there for were hired and under Hillary Rodham Clinton and Chuck Schumer. This screams set up all over it, even though Trump has already released the transcript. They're literally threatening people with arrest for a crime that hasn't been committed by the president and threatening impeachment. This is a problem. You see, Democrats know that they don't have a case. They really do. And so they're refusing to hold a vote on it. We're not going to hold any vote. We don't, we don't have a case, so we don't need to do that, right? They just straight to impeachment inquiry this way, right? It protects the Democrats, their members, and, and, and basically prevents Republicans from sending out their own subpoenas, which would end... And, they, and, you know, the deep state knows if they go through with this, that there will be civil war, that there will be martial law, that they will have UN troops, because... The, the Patriots, it's almost like they're trying to push the Patriot and the Trump community to a point where they've got no choice but to, you know, take to the streets and to, you know, take the law into their own hands. And again, I think that's being done by design on purpose. They're they're doing this to see how far they can push the, the right. So once and for all. See how that works? But none of this is being portrayed and said to the American people, why aren't Republicans making a ruckus? It, it, it's going to be very hard, but this is how the American people are getting tricked and played. Let's not forget what Maxine Waters said the yeah, other day. Take a look at this played. tweet here. I'm calling on the GOP to stop, top, stop Trump's filthy talk of whistleblowers being spies and using mob language, implying they should be killed. Impeachment is not good enough for Trump. He needs to be imprisoned, keyword, and placed in solitary confinement, but for now. And again, it's like getting a morality lesson from Satan. So please don't construe this as like, I'm on the, the side of the left, or Maxine Waters, or any of these other devils, because they are all straight from the pit of hell, okay? They are, but they are also playing their part for Satan. Right-left paradigm. Impeachment is the imperative. Or how about Hillary Clinton on HollywoodReporter.com? Hillary Clinton calls for impeachment, says Trump poses a direct threat to America. Or AOC <laughs> on JPost.com? AOC calls Trump a criminal who betrayed our country. Hear the key words there. Criminal, crime, imprisonment, right. solitary confinement, all being targeted at the president and not just the president, but his cabinet members, his administration. Mm -hmm. For what? Well, nobody really knows. But yet, everybody's looking the other way on the crime that Joe Biden actually committed. And, and let's just forget about the whole Russia thing, because that wasn't good enough. So they've gone into round two mode. Where they're literally... It's all theater. So, anyway, I, I, it, this is hard for me to report on this, because no, nobody's seen the big picture, it seems like. Dave Hodges, her, Mike Adams, Alex Jones, 
none of the other guys that are reporting this are really seeing the big picture that I've really checked into. Um, Ted Brower, I believe he does. I do believe he does. Uh, and there are some others, but not very many. Not very many. Um, now, going back to this order, this order is summarized as the Marines ordered to active duty ISO defense support of civil authorities. The term ISO means in support of. See full text of the order here. We'll give you a link there. Note, there's disinformation being circulated about this order, claiming that it was canceled. But the canceled order is canceled order 3004-14, not the newest order, which is 5004-19. In fact, this new order, 5004-19, replaces a lot of the previous orders, reestablishing the urgency of the situation and making any action to defend homeland secure. The homeland is authorized by the orders that are in good standing. Now, listen, I, I hope that, that this is a righteous thing that they're trying to enact. I, I, would, I would hope that it would be great. It's just that knowing what I know about Trump, particularly what we've reported on him since February, it's very hard for me to believe that this is all fine and dandy, cotton candy, and this is all going to be done for righteousness sake. I hope I'm wrong. But I have to give you both sides of the story, knowing what I know and knowing what I've had to report on, you know, for you know, really since February, many observers are concerned that with the, with Democrats like uh, representative Tlaib openly talking about which prisons they're going to use for imprisoning Trump and his cabinet. We just heard that quote. And with Hillary Clinton positioning herself to run for president, I have evidently that's back in play. And with the IG's FISA abuses report set to drop in weeks, the deep states Democrats have reached a point of desperation where they may attempt to initiate a hot coup, kinetic engagement, arrest or execution of the president and his cabinet to avoid getting prison themselves. Okay, so that's kind of where, where we're at here. Now, the next report is whose side are the Marine Corps reservists on? And this is from Dave Hodges. And I want to play a little bit of this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an amazing 30 hours of investigative reporting coupled with very little sleep and you can see the droopy eyes but i'm here nonetheless i'm glad to be here uh, i'm sorry some of you aren't getting the notifications sometimes i'm doing these spontaneously and it's just I, I, i'm going as the feeling moves me and i'm going as the news dictates let me just say this with regard to u.n troops on american soil They've been here for a very long time. I have been documenting this forever and a day. Uh, refer to the commonsenseshow.com when I have talked specifically about UN storehouses of their MRAPs in places like Hagerstown, Maryland. And I talked in the last Central American invasion about the UN interference in our border activities. So they've been here for a very, very long time. And this isn't anything that should really come as a shock to people. But when you are quoting sources, insider sources, deep cover sources, and they are telling you there are 750,000 to 1.2 million. When you're hearing those kinds of numbers, uh, you have to take this seriously. And, and it, but it's not surprising to me. Um, the other thing that I wanted to comment on too was the Marine Corps reservists that were called up. If you've seen the document that I alleged on the commonsenseshow.com in this morning's article, 
you will see in there that I linked to something called marine.mil, M-I-L, and then they went into the call-up, and they talked about how the call-up would work. It talked about all the statutes that apply, the Marine Corps uh, policy numbers and so forth. But it also caught me off guard because it also said the Navy Reservists and the Air Force Reservists are also caught up in this. So this is a multi-branch call-up of reservists. This just isn't the Marine Corps. So here we got something flying around out here in the studio. But what we're looking at here, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that these the military is being called up to, quote, to assist civilian authorities. Now, there's a debate going on right now in closed circles, and I can tell you at very high levels, there are people that I would like to see consistent and on the same page on this topic, and they are not. They're disagreeing. Some people think our military is or has been or is in the process of being commandeered by the bad guys. There are certainly will be some of that. How do I know? Because when you take a look at what's going on at the Central American paramilitary base training camps in places like El Salvador, I can tell you right now that you've got Army personnel down there training terrorists and cartel members as one unified Army how to invade the United States. And you're saying U.S. Army? Well, U.S. Army with that works for the CIA, yes. Does everyone in the Army work for the CIA? No. And not all the CIA is corrupt. So you have to understand you're dealing with rogue individuals, rogue groups, special groups that are farmed out, and they're paid to the highest bidder. I mean, we could do show after show on the compartmentalization of our intelligence agencies. Some of them serve their true purpose towards the American people, and some of them serve a, shall I say, lower order, if you know what I mean, like lower order. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, when we look at the call-up of these military, the one thing I do know for certain, and I think you can take this to the bank, the one thing that is absolutely true is most of the men and women that serve in the U.S. military will not betray you and me. Some will. Do you remember back in the 90s when they had the infamous 29 Palms uh, questionnaire that went out to officers? Would you fire on American citizens if ordered to do so? Do you remember that? And that still kind of makes the rounds, and you can find that online. And I will tell you this. I don't know the percentages, but well over half of American soldiers will not fire on American citizens in an unprovoked situation. That's not going to happen. I think some branches of the military are more loyal than others. I don't think... I know. One of the branches of the military that was able to stay totally independent of the Obama administration was the submarine fleet. Obama tried and tried and tried to turn that into, shall we say, a less than loyal branch of the, of the Navy, thus a less than loyal Navy to the American people, and Obama was not successful. I recall I'm referring to the purge in which Obama fired almost 400 senior command officers who were conservative, loved God, went to church, believed in the Constitution. He had to get rid of those and replace them with people who were a little more cooperative to his point of view. But back to the point, you've got the UN troops here, and I can tell you right now, I counted before I came on air, There, I have reports of UN troops from 17 different states. 
I didn't need Steve Quayle's information to come to this conclusion, but Steve's information really kind of pulled it all together. But I'm not the only one that has this. Most of us in the independent media who are daring to look at this, there are some in the independent media right now that are afraid to touch this. They're afraid to lose credibility because the public won't believe them. They're afraid of the consequences for speaking out. They don't want the midnight visits to their home that threatens them and their families. This is all a reality. But those who have the courage to step up and look at this issue already know that this is going on. Already know. And I've repeated some of their names yesterday. And I, I'm so confident going forward, but 17 separate reports, photos are coming in. The problem is, is we're talking amateurs in the field that aren't taking photos where you can really see, um, shall we say, huge UN markings. And many times these uh, uh, suspicious um, trucks, MRAPs, they're unmarked. And I'll tell you, if you want to confuse the public and hide what you're doing, that's exactly what I would do. Do you remember it was last year when the UN had um, vehicles outside Rollins, Wyoming that were bolted down and they had special antenna that were EMP proof and they could still communicate after an EMP attack? Well, that was brought to Paul Martin, those photos in person, and sent to me at exactly the same time, probably by the same person, um, about these trucks, and these trucks have been witnessed by people on the ground. They were unmarked, although they were UN-style vehicles. That's how we knew what they were. They're here, and these reports were getting across the country. I had a guy from the Three Percenters in Texas, for example, tell me we're seeing them everywhere across Texas. Um, what's concerning to me, and, and I was talking to some of my friends in the independent media about this today, is that this isn't exploding on Twitter. It should be. This should be the most explosive topic that's out there right now. But under the cover of impeachment, I think they're able to keep this largely under wraps. Here's what we have to wonder. This is the $64 million question. These reservists being called up and the already good men and women in the military, are they gonna protect you and me from these people? Are they going to join them? That's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. My feeling is there could be a bifurcation <clears throat> in our military. And let me tell you why I believe this. This is an idle speculation. If you go back to Jade Helm 16, and you may want to go back and review everything I wrote in that period, Jade Helm 16 was Jade Helm 2. And it was still in the Obama years, so we have to keep that in mind as an overarching principle behind what they were trying to accomplish in this drill. But there was an ad that appeared on Craigslist, and I published it on the CommonSenseShow.com. It was advertising for $18 an hour employees that would come in and play ex-U.S. military that were disaffected, that's a quote, and they were now guerrilla chieftains. Well, you know what this implies when you put those terms together i'll put it in plain language they were people that once were in our military and obviously they're now not in the military but they're engaged in paramilitary activities in the form of guerrilla warfare guerrilla chieftain and you know that because they're all in those guerrilla costumes i mean it's really weird but yeah it's so much of guys dressed up in guerrilla costumes it's kind of cheesy 
but you know that's how they that's how they roll and you know i just want to give a little clarification there in other words this was the american modern day version of practicing against the american version of the Viet Cong. that's what the, i mean i recognized what it was instantly and i will tell you this if you think the Viet Cong was a thorn in the american military side and they were able to prevent complete subjugation you ain't seen nothing till you talk about what could happen with disaffected military people and what also could happen with regard to our seven million veterans of fighting age and let's back up to the obama administration why now i'm reading he's not reading these but the comments that are coming in because it's a live when he did this it was live and there's other people in here confirming this information this guy said we have pics of UN armored vehicles in Maryland being readied for service. They have special tags, no license plates, um, meaning GTG with Leos, um, law, enforcement, law enforcement officers. Another one said unmarked Humvees and trucks here in Western New York State, I believe. Uh, and I, I really didn't get all of these, but yeah, a lot of people are chiming in on this. world do you think? They were so gung-ho on giving them PTSD diagnoses when they were leaving the military because this was used as the basis to deny gun ownership. Right. So you're in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, you must have PTSD. Therefore, oh, you can't own a gun. Right. They were trying to disarm that 7 million man force. Yes. The Viet Cong never had anything like this. <clears throat> this Meaning is the, the returning military veterans. Something that I look at and I'm highly encouraged by but I'm also okay. So we have that. Now he goes on for another 25 minutes there. And again, I'm just trying to give you the the main parts of these reports here. So as you can see, there is a lot going on right now. Uh, here's another report. Why are these Russians near Lusk, Wyoming? I've had uh, three communications on this evening of the report, and I'm recording this on the evening of September 28th, very, very late, probably run mid-afternoon on the 29th. Uh, I'll read to you one text I have, but I have three communications here that are about seven hours apart. Hey there, Dave. Attached is a posting from a male lady who was delivering west of Lusk, Wyoming. She had this to say in her post. Quote, maybe we are being invaded by Russia, question mark. I passed this strange vehicle just west of Lusk yesterday. I've got a couple of photos. I posted one here. Uh, this is Now, you're seeing the picture of this photo as the backdrop for this whole video. So what I believe he's going to describe here, you can go and look at this video and see the picture of this truck, which is a very strange-looking military type vehicle that has this big world map on the side of it which makes it even weirder and then a map on the door itself it's very strange yeah on the door it says it's a russia mongolia silk road 2013 with a map of their trade route and on the front is lettered the pan americana 19 2019 to 2022 uh the description of the people inside the vehicle quote, 2019 is this year to 2022 so 
they're going to try to establish some type of, they're saying possibly a road that is going through um, the Bering Strait, potentially building one into Alaska, into Canada, into America. It's Pan-America. It's going through it to establish a trade route. And the Russians are there apparently in Lusk, Wyoming, doing some type of surveying for this road potentially. Now, let's just hear what he has to say, and I'll get into this more. There were shady characters. All right. Uh, Let's break this down as best we can with limited information. And this is the sighting we have the most info on. I'll tell you about the other two in just a minute. But what we see here is references to the Russia-Mongolia Silk Road. Well, here's what comes to my mind. And I think this is a well-founded hypothesis. I'm thinking that they're going to build something coming out of the out of Russia across into Alaska through this area in Wyoming and down the I-25 corridor into Denver and excuse me the I-25 corridor is an international highway it's been dubbed that from the free trade agreements now you're probably thinking well Dave how can you jump to that conclusion here just a second here I want to read this one phrase again and you'll see why I've jumped to this On the front is lettered Pan-Americana 2019-2022. Pan-American Highway, Central American Free Trade Agreement, and it's designed to stretch eventually into South America, and that agreement from the tip of South America to the North Pole would be called the Free Trade Area of the Americas. And it's an extension of the Central American Free Trade Agreement. This Pan-Americana reference is scary because it looks like super highway time coming into Wyoming from points north. And you can only assume they're going to build something across what's often called the Alaskan Land Bridge made of ice. And they're going to extend it into uh, Alaska down through British Columbia and into Montana, Wyoming, and eventually Colorado and points south to Albuquerque, Las Cruces, on into Mexico, an international trade route. Is this post-Americana? Is this after the defeat? Mm -hmm. I have a hard time believing that's not what this is about. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you some more. And here's the thing, guys. We know that Russians have been on our soil. I've been reporting on this for years. In the underground bases, going out, getting jobs in places like Gatlinburg and uh, um, Myrtle Beach, they're there, and a lot of different other places. Our government's known about this. They've brought them over here. It's not like this is something where they've invaded and we had no idea. They've had full compliance with our government. Yeah, maybe there's factions of our government that doesn't like it. Maybe the good guys hopefully don't like it. But the the bottom line is, is Chinese troops, Russian troops, troops from other countries are on our soil. And that's not to mention all the things, all the assets that have come up with the illegal aliens. It's not to mention all of the Muslim sleeper cells that have been on our soil waiting for, you know, for the go call, the green light. 
for all the Antifa types and, and the radicals on the left, you know, the underground, whether weather underground types that have been waiting, you know, and I know I'm leaving stuff out here. And here, here is a truck with this map on the side of it. I mean, it's big and it's like they're planning out traveling routes or, or doing some type of surveying like it's a done deal and it's just a matter of okay well, we're going to overthrow america and we need to we need to be able to get their assets out of america and this is going to be one of the trade routes where whereby which we do that and the russians are like surveying it to feast yourself on three years ago same area russian troop maneuvers Outside Rollins, Wyoming, September 28th, Russian troop movements, or what they thought were Russians, offered the opinion, afraid to get closer. Pretty interesting, isn't it? And then, of course, outside Casper, same kind of reports. Strange military vehicles with strange markings. So let me interject here, let me back up and just say this. You've got a term, Panamericana. That's a free trade highway term. I know because I fought against the Central American Free Trade Agreement, John McCain takeover of our properties out here without compensation. I fought that battle for eight years. I know this topic inside and out. I know the legalities. I know how they think. I know what the structure is. I know what the plans are. I have never seen the plan extend beyond Edmond, Alberta, Canada, and this would clearly indicate that this is coming out of the um, uh, out of Russia and Mongolia. Now, I've had some experts look at this, former military, and I've had uh, uh, federal law enforcement agents look at this. This is a Spetsnaz truck you're looking at. It's worth over a million dollars. The antenna that you see bent back over the cab is the communication device that that's, they that's, they're like the crack high-level black ops troops that russia has i mean they're they're like killing machines and this is the type of vehicle they're if evidently it's a spetsnaz vehicle these russian troops are driving so i'm sure they're spetsnaz troops using they have satellite uplink on it and they can instantly talk to uh, moscow um, this is a combination military vehicle and probably a trailblazer uh, looking for future trade route highways in a occupied post-Third World War America. That's right. my conclusion. Kind of like they know how it's all going to turn out, you know? And it's such a done deal that they're literally doing surveying on all this. And this is why I'm saying that I believe what we're dealing with here is theater. And these guys are just part of the theater, but it's theater a little bit further down the road. As far as really it's not theater it's just what their plans they know how it's going to turn out so they're going they're surveying ahead of time for these roads that they're going to be building evidently on this as i showed the evidence to some of my colleagues uh, that are in military and law enforcement they're not disagreeing with me in fact they actually pointed out certain things that were on this uh this is over highway vehicle and like i said i was told this one vehicle right here is worth over a million dollars and this is more than likely spetsnaz pretty scary stuff what the hell are they doing in wyoming there'll be more on this on the commonsenseshow.com i mean 
I just looked at the comments. The, the first comment was this guy named Brandon Harvey. He said, this isn't... Oh, actually, hold on. How much did he say here? Okay, yeah. This isn't the first time I've heard of this. I served in the Army for 11 years, the U.S. Army. And when I was in... When I was medically discharged, I walked the Appalachian Trail, which is like this trail that you can walk on foot. It's very, it's hundreds of miles, okay? And um, it's here in this area where I'm at, the Appalachian Trail. I believe it goes through like um, North Carolina, possibly into Upper Georgia, uh, into Virginia, into the northern states there. And it said, I walked the Appalachian Trail. I heard locals in some small towns talking about seeing Russian troops and equipment being moved in the mountains. So I went to investigate, and sure enough, I've seen tracks left on one of the roads that where the Russian BMP and Zill truck tire tracks, I went to local authorities about it and raised alarms, and they told me it was the United Nations troops practicing with local Army National Guard troops. Uh, I asked law enforcement if they had seen them, and they said no, but they were told about it ahead of time, but none of the locals uh, here, none, none of the locals were here. My thought is it's unconstitutional for any foreign military to be in our, on our soil, and anything of this nature surely needs to be dealt with swiftly and quickly. Yeah. Problem is, is they've been here for years. They're embedded, and most likely these are the troops that are going to be activated when things go sideways so um we have that now there's other reports regarding this subject and i posted them here i just don't have time to get into them one of them is called the russian scissors strategy is being used to conquer america there's a part one and two you can click on that another one the united nation plan to break apart and occupy america following the red dawn invasion there's that one, and Russia and China will make their stand in Venezuela. There's that one. All of these reports relate to these Russians being in Lusk, Wyoming. Okay, so we have that. A lot of stuff going on here. Now we have this one. Militias activating all across the country. We are approaching civil war. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Huh, it's already been removed. Great. Great. Um, let me see if I can find it. Okay, so it appears when I did a keyword search for malicious activating all across the country, we are approaching civil war. That report, I believe from AMP News, has been totally sanitized off the internet. And evidently this is not something they want you to know about. But what there is in its place are all the mainstream media up there demonizing the militia movement and the right and making them out to be nothing more than domestic terrorists one report after another cbs news fox news um just every uh, just about every single report i'm seeing here is some left-wing version of of whatever they're saying the militias will be and framing the militias as you know crazed lunatic domestic terrorists so <laughs> evidently they don't want you to know this so every single link there was all radical left links that when i did a keyword search for that I, I just checked even further so this must be something they really don't want anyone knowing that militias are activating all across the country i'm gonna leave the headline in here um even though i couldn't actually play the um the report 
I, I spoke a little bit about it and I think it's enough to, you know, to leave the headline in and maybe just do some of your own research regarding, I'm sure there'll be plenty of information coming out soon anyway. Next report, the coming rebellion, civil war, and the balkanization of the United States. Hey folks, it's Patriot Nurse. Join me today. We're going to discuss the balkanization of the United States and why we are headed this way, I think, for inevitable breakup. So friends, this is boringly repeatable throughout history, that certain nations, when they reach certain points along their path, and no, it's just not the shelf life of 250 years, there are certain criteria that have to be met, wherein domestic tranquility is so damaged by immigration, number one, two, foreign influence, and then three, consolidation of power in the cities and the oppression of the outside areas, the rural areas. All of this is predictable, it's all happened before, and it's all going to happen again. In the United States, the reason why I think we're headed for balkanization, not a proper civil war. See, let's define our terms here. Civil war here is you've got two, at least two factions warring for control of the same central government. We could end up having that, especially if the Democrats, through a, a BS mechanism, attempt to overthrow a duly elected official through BS, you know, trumped up charges, no pun intended. You know, I think you could very well could see a civil war for that, especially if the commander in chief which words you call it the militia and you guys know that i am i'm not a trump bot i've been extremely critical of him when he deserves it if you're gonna sit here and, and crap talk the second amendment like you're not gonna score well on the no. patriot nurse which he's done a ton of that as of late trump has not that anybody cares but just saying here that i'm not a mindless trump bot but if the commander-in-chief calls for the militia secondary to being unlawfully deposed from his duly elected office, you know, that's a problem. And I could see a civil war happening in that case. But what I think is more likely here is that we're going to see balkanization and not balkanization strictly along state lines, not a, not a war between the states, 1861, you know, Southern War for Independence. I don't see it happening quite that way in that organized fashion. What I see happening is much more local resistance a la Shays' Rebellion. Uh, but folks, this is what I think is inevitably coming. And there is a certain, there's a way that these things have unfolded in the past, and it's probably going to be the way that they unfold in the future. When we look at the mistakes of the, the Roman Empire, okay, which we are very, very closely mirroring at this point, the Roman Empire kept expanding its territory more and more and more. It kept putting its soldiers and troops in different areas of okay, the world. We're going to talk about that next, too, regarding the subject and just so you know of uh how we are how much foreign aid the world receives from the united states every year and it is staggering absolutely staggering and that's what she's talking about with what the romans were doing as well to try and keep the peace and trying to encourage encourage assimilation and the melting pot stuff and ultimately it just didn't work because what happened is they made a critical mistake the same mistake that that the uh, the Washington elite that try and you know force their will upon the rest of us in the country, the Roman Empire tried to do essentially lifestyle evangelism with the barbarians. The barbarians just didn't show up one day in Rome and overthrow them through superior military might. Oh no no no. Uh uh. See, Rome encouraged that these people come in, and they thought that if they just showed them what it was like to be a Roman. 
and showed him the Roman way, they would eventually see the error of their backwoods tribal ways and that they would, you know, come around to it, but they didn't. Okay, they didn't. And we're making that same mistake here, and we have been making it for some time. The immigration situation has destroyed our demographics. You can't have sudden shifts in populations without having massive political upheaval, and that's what we're facing. And we have wholesale imported the rest of the world's garbage. And please don't, please don't misunderstand me here. There are legitimate people whom I know who are immigrants who detest socialist democracies, who detest social welfare programs because they know the eventual outcome. They know the end game of what all the goody giveaways is, and it's slavery, and it's servitude, and it's oppression, and it's gulags. So I'm not talking about those immigrants who come here who say, screw that line of logic. I want to live free. I don't want a government that's in my face. I want the smallest government possible. There are people like that, but they are the very, very few who are coming here. The vast majority of people who have been pouring into our borders over the past decades have been big government lovers, Democrat voters. Not to say that the Republicans are the party of God, clearly, but let's put it this way. Okay, they don't value a constitutional republic form of government. They have no love for the founding fathers. They have nothing culturally in common with the founding fathers. They are here to get their meal ticket punched while you and I work for them. And I'm saying this because Rome tried to do this stuff, folks. It got so crazy during the sunset of the Roman Empire that it became more profitable for people to sit at home and collect their basically social welfare until the point where there had to be laws passed in Rome requiring that if you had a job, you had to keep it so they could keep the hamster going on the wheel for as long as possible. This is happening now. Oh, itchy nose. This is happening now. And instead of it being the Imperial Roman you know, Senate, now we've got the Beltway, we've got Washington, we've got all their little spy agencies. They know this stuff is coming. They know there's domestic upheaval coming, not just because of the unchecked, unfettered immigration and the massive societal change that it's brought, but also technology, of course. My generation, you know, the 30-somethings, we have seen an unimaginable level of societal and social change in our lifetime that has been, I would submit, a far and away net negative. In addition to that, we have our native-born socialist element and our native-born dirtbag element, which historically has always been concentrated in the cities, always been concentrated in the cities. And now, because the, immigra the immigration has displaced and priced them out of cheap housing in the cities, they're sprawling out not only to the suburbs, but then in some cases, for instance, when you look at the, <laughs> the Northeast, People live their entire lives, in many cases, and then vote a horrible way, and then come and neo-carpetbag style infect the South, bring all of their troubles with them, and then try and tell us that we're the screwed up ones. So the reason I'm pointing this out here is not to say that every single person who lives in New York or the, or the, the Atlantic Northeast Coast, not, that they are terrible. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that at this point, we have so much movement of people. We have so much massive transit of horrible ideas with serious, deathly ramifications, that this thing is not going to stay together much longer, okay? And the powers that be know this, the people who, for instance, the, the companies that feed our data, our metadata to the NSA and all this other stuff, they've collated this stuff. They know this stuff is coming. They know the next movement at this point is a tax revolt. They know it's coming, okay? That's why they're trying to posture and scare people. And oh, by the way, they're making changes in the, in the Beltway. For those of you who are financial advisors, you'll know this. Now, again, I believe part of this tax revolt she's talking about is 
one aspect of it is this chart that we're going to be going over next where how much foreign aid the world receives from the united states and again our tax dollars at work so i think that might be part of what she's in reference to they're making changes to the way that you can use and draw down your retirement accounts and they're expanding the way in which they're going to tax things so they know this stuff is coming because they're recognizing that the next step is very similar to shay's rebellion and in shay's rebellion essentially what happens is you have people who are dutifully proven american citizens at this point or in this case massachusetts you know citizens of, of the colony state of massachusetts who basically said you know what um i don't give a crap that you were irresponsible and paying your debt down you're not going to come and seize our stuff and we're going to fight you so that's the next move shay's rebellion breaking out i think all over the country is the next move and what that means is that this isn't going to be this next civil war that's coming. I don't see it being organized along state boundary lines as the war between the states, war for southern independence was in 1861. I don't see that that's going to be the case at all. I see it'll be much more like massive outbreaks of Shays' Rebellion here, 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 and here. <clears throat> and I think that it'll start with local sheriffs, for instance, in places like Illinois where you've got places in central and downstate Illinois who know that their rights are being violated by Cook County and surrounding areas, Chirac, and they don't have a reasonable hope and expectation of a successful and lawful secession from the state because in order for part of a state to secede from the state itself, you have to have the two-thirds majority and all this other stuff. They know it's not going to work. They know Chicago is not going to let them go. They know the cities are not going to let them go. The cities are where people have mouths to feed and hands out and hands in the pockets of people in the outside areas, in the rural areas. Right. So what's going to end up happening is that it's going to look like this sort of checkerboard of a country. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about suffering for people. But the world in which I live is not based upon Disney or fairy tales. I live in a world based on probability, not possibility. We all do. When you are making your grocery list, you're like, okay, well, I think I'm probably going to make this meal tomorrow, so I'm probably going to need this. Not, well, there's a possibility that I might change in the middle of the field. I might say, hmm, I want to grill hamburgers instead of making a souffle or something. We don't deal in a world of possibility. We live, make choices, and make practical decisions for our life based on probability. So the probability that I'm seeing is that this nation is not going to be together much longer in its current configuration. I don't see how it can function. And what is deeply troubling to me, gravely troubling to me, is that because of the level of movement and transit possible, areas of the country that were historically strong and conservative, family-oriented, historically literate ways of living, they are being infected wholesale by other parts of the country who have demonstrated that their constituents have an anti-constitutional, anti-republic viewpoint and way of life. And they feel that it is their bound duty to be able to screw up one place and then move another and then expect the same program services and entitlements that led to their needing to evacuate in the first place and they want to reestablish it. Native Floridians can probably understand where I'm coming from and also y'all who are living in Texas right now, being invaded from all sides, and native Arizonians, like, need I go on? How many places in the country have been infected and destroyed 
by these <clears throat> refugees who created the crap hole, which they fled, and they wanted to do the same thing again. You can't keep this up, okay? Human beings have a breaking point. Regardless of how much Netflix and tech and... People have a conscience, okay? Some. People have a conscience. Hopefully, some people. Not everybody. And it's going to get to the point, I think, where when this next round of Democrats get in office, I don't anticipate any sweeping Republican victory. I really don't. <laughs> and would you really want one in the first place, given what the last four years has been like? I know that under Barack Obama, there was no gun control. Not saying he wouldn't have wanted to, but people were at least united around the possibility that mm, maybe this guy wants to do it, we don't want it to happen. But if a Republican's in office, ah, let's just sit back, exactly. shove our face full of food, and watch SEC football. Exactly. Life's good. Exactly. So I, I keep, I've said this over and over. They've been able to accomplish far more under Trump regarding the rights that they've taken away, regarding the gun, gun control legislation they're pushing through and trying to push through than they ever could have under Hillary because our guard was up when Obama was in office. But that has not been the case near to the extent under Trump. And, and that's why I've said that. Not saying that I wanted Hillary to be in either. I'm just saying, though, that, you know, they've accomplished more under Trump be, be, for a lot of different reasons. No, I don't have any confidence at this point that the people in the Beltway and the idiots sent there from their constituencies represent me, my needs, my wants, and my rights in any way, shape, or form. And there's a lot of people, I'm sure y'all are watching me, who feel the same way. You're tired of this. You're tired of these people who sit <laughs> in their little fiefdom up there in the Beltway or in your capital city and who think that they're going to dictate to you and me how we're going to live. And we're going to give them X number percentage of our income. So that way they can go and spend it on how many wars, which have yielded what exactly? How many more entitlement programs, which have yielded what? Oh, more voters for the same. The invasion of foreign ideologies. <clears throat> the federal government at this point is hemorrhaging legitimacy. They know it. They know the next move is a tax revolt. They know the next move is a breakout of essentially constitutionally informed rebellion in the rural areas. And that's what I think they're scared about because they know that unless they've got the tech to control this stuff, it's going to get way past them. If you have not covered your bases and prioritized proficiency with self-defense, not only self-defense, but just being able to produce your own food, nobody's going to be 100%, okay? That's a pipe dream. But you can make a dent in it. You need to. From a spiritual standpoint, and I know I don't really talk about this a lot, but I think we're going to have to, okay, because this stuff that we're facing has its origin, its power, its strength, and its momentum in the spirit realm first, okay? It's like watching a puppet show. The puppet ain't the one doing the movement. It's strings getting pulled that are out of the viewing screen, right? The things that we are warring against have their spiritual strength from a very, very dark element of this universe, and in order for us to oppose them, we have to be together, united, and I would submit to you, interceding regularly with people who are like-minded. And this is why I put the prayer the uh, prayer points at the start of every single PDF that I put out now. 
Um, and I, I try to streamline that some too, where it's more streamlined now. It's much easier to pray that now than it was before. And prayer, being sensitive to things. Because folks, there are signs and wonders that are manifesting right now in the heavens. And all this has been talked about before, you know, in, um, in the scriptures. And I think that we need to prepare. Okay, but this preparation is multifaceted. Okay, so we have that. She goes on a little bit more, but it's another aspect to things to think about. Uh, there's another breaking report here. I'm going to pause it here for a sec and see what this new breaking report is. Okay, so I'm going to play. It's about a four-minute update. Uh, Dave Hodges, breaking update, blustering before the inevitable. <clears throat> All right, let's get down to what I found out. The UN sightings are voluminous. Um, we've done UN investigation, Russian troop investigation. In other words, if there's UN sightings of all these different vehicles, moving them, pre-positioning them into position, they're not just doing that for fun. They're not just doing that as some training drill that has no end game. There's got to be a reason for it. And we know the United Nations is pure evil. ...and so forth. And we've had lots of people report this through the years. But I've never had anything like this. And this, uh, these sightings started at the top. I'm talking some of the best sources in the independent media, some of the best sources that I know. So this started at the absolute top, and this is how I knew we had a real situation on our hands. And then within 24 hours, we had the call-up of the Marine Corps Reserves that also encompassed the Navy and the Air Force Reserves. Now, it all seems to be in a stand-down mode. And let me tell you what I think we're looking at here, not what I think, but the people I talk to. And here's the opinion I've subsequently uh, arrived at as a result of my conversations. I, I think what we're looking here is the uh, Lewis and Clark expedition. And if you're familiar with the details of the expedition, the Lewis and Clark were really, really good at going out and making contact with Native American tribes and for the most part, avoiding violence. They had a couple of incidences, but they had real trouble when they encountered the Sioux. They were tough, no-nonsense, tough negotiators, very militaristic, uh, very territorial, and they didn't like these people crossing through their land. And Lewis and Clark, they had the bluster. They had to make it look like they were a formidable military force. They had to practice intimidation. And the Sioux did exactly the same thing, and both sides were able to avoid major bloodshed. This is what I think we're looking at here, because when we look at situations surrounding uh, what we're talking about here, we've got the, the impeachment, which is no more than a coup. We have got the specter of war now. I mean, if you look at the deep state, all of the Democratic Party, all of the New World Order, the bankers they represent, they want war in the worst way. It will disguise their failing currencies. So you've got Syria, you've got Venezuela, you've got Iran, and you've got now North Korea is back in that picture. So you've got the possibility of war. You've got the possibility of civil war. You've got the possibility, you could call it a civil war, but I call it a military invasion with the UN on American soil. And they've been here, folks, for a long time. They didn't come off the boats three days ago, two days ago. They've been here most of the time. They are hidden, supposedly, not supposedly, I should say, accurately reported. 
in abandoned uh, detention camps that we'd often refer to as FEMA camps. They've also been bivouacked on key areas of bases where these base, parts of the bases have been cordoned off, and they've also been in abandoned bases. We have a report through Paul Martin sources, eyewitness account, 50 Russian tanks in Fort Stewart in an abandoned area of the base. It's just one example of so many that we're receiving, and quite frankly, we're overwhelmed by this. But they don't seem to be moving towards an aggressive posture. I will say this, though. The U.N. troops have moved into heavily... They're going to pre-position troops ahead of time, and they're going to do it as low-key as possible so that they don't trigger, or they trigger the least amount of alarms. <laughs> so, I, you know, that, that would be my explanation regarding that. ...supported areas. I've seen a map that was created for this, and I was asked not to display it publicly because it could lead back to who the source is. But if you look at where we know they have the majority of the reports, they are in the Rust Belt, in the Midwest, the Bible Belt, where Trump enjoyed tremendous political support in the 2016 election. So the thinking is when trouble comes and Trump is removed, then the UN forces under the Kigali principles are there to stop. And if our government wasn't working with the UN, why would they let them preposition troops there though? It's not like they're some they're they're invisible and we have no clue what they're doing. Again, to me, this is just all theater, and they're jockeying everything into position. I tell you, don't you think the Chinese, the Communist Chinese Party, don't you think they wish they had pre-positioned before their people started to riot? If they could have foreseen the riots over extradition, they would have pre-positioned their assets and <clears> taken <throat> care of business. Well, you're not seeing the dark side of American politics making that same mistake. They are pre-positioned, but I. Th Okay, so we have that, and it goes on a little bit longer. Uh, I'm just having a hard time keeping up with everything here. Everything's breaking so quickly. Okay, so let's now get into, and I have covered the subject in part before. This is a little bit more of a look at it. And this is entitled, the, This Abominable Chart Should Destroy Globalism and Launch the Biggest Tax tax protest in america in america since the boston tea party and i don't know if this is what the patriot nurse was in reference to uh it says americans are financing globalism to the tune of 50 billion dollars every year this news story over at cns news reports that americans spent more money on taxes in 2018 than on food clothing health care combined now i wonder if they just mean IRS taxes or if they mean all the taxes that are built into all of the things that we buy and property taxes and gas taxes. And I'm not 100% sure what all taxes because we're taxed in so many different ways. It boggles the mind. Anyway, uh, Americans spent more on more money on taxes in 2018 than on food, clothing, health care combined, which the average American consumer unit which is basically includes families single persons living alone or sharing a household with others but who are financially independent or two or more persons living together who share major expenses okay that's a consumer unit so with the average consumer unit spending 
$18,617.93 on taxes over the year, while during the same time period, they were only spending an average of $14,758.11 on basic necessities. So about a $4,000, $4,000 more is being spent on taxes per consumer, per American consumer unit. Now this doesn't include illegal aliens and Muslims and all the people that are here on the free ride via our government that have been brought in to take over America. That's not them. This is the people that are totally living off the government. Or, or this is, this doesn't include the people that are totally living off the government. Okay. This is, these are the, the average consumer unit. Okay. They're actually contributing to society. Uh, anyway, so it's about a $4,000 difference. And with those numbers helping to show part of the reason why so many Americans are now in financial trouble, as this new story at the Organic Prepper reports, 60% of Americans do not even have an emergency fund and are, and are only one paycheck away from disaster. So, I mean, that would be so easy to just put millions of people over the edge. As Steve Quayle mentioned, that means approximately 196 million Americans, including family members, are closing uh on in on in very difficult times closing in on very difficult times and with so many americans more than half the country so close to hurting so badly we must ask sorry this isn't written very well why does the u.s government spend so much taxpayer money on globalist programs as we'll see in the recent graphic that we've embedded below the a p reader Okie dokie had recently posted in the AMP comment section. The American taxpayers are pretty much financing the entire world with over 50 billion paid in foreign aid to other nations in 2017, according to this Wikipedia entry. So while U.S. cities are falling apart, especially those run by the Democrats, as we've reported time and time again, transformed into disease-ridden wastelands under the Democratic rule. Again, I'm not going to just all lay it at the feet of the Democrats. Okay, because it's two sides of the same wicked coin. And 60% of Americans only one missed paycheck away from disaster. Why in the world are we giving so much money away to foreign nations? And I mean, I'm talking a lot of really, really wicked foreign nations. I'll just get into that a little bit in a second. Imagine the kinds of projects we could be accomplished in America with $50 billion if we spent, spent it the right way and not frittered away by corrupt politicians who own on their own pet projects or better yet just lower or eliminate taxes altogether and let the american people keep their own hard-earned money rather than giving it away to other countries who obviously don't have america's best interest in mind i mean you look at these countries the the first one that's getting the most money from us is afghanistan i mean some of the sickest most hardcore perverse pedophilic forms of of islam which really is islam is that the dancing boys of Afghanistan and their chai tea boys. I mean, just key in that. And the keyword search. So of course we're going to give the the bulk of our, or, or the, they're going to be number one on the list because they're probably about the number one most wicked evil country we could give that money to. Hey, we got to give them money because, you know, we got to guard their poppy, which is what makes heroin, which is, you know, a big reason why our streets have been flooded with, heroin and opioid painkillers and this type of stuff we fly it over in c-130s and we've got to guard that poppy and they do that i've reported on this over and over again it's open geraldo rivera went over there and interviewed the guys guarding the poppy fields 
so obviously Afghanistan, you know, and their Chai T boys and, and how they rape little boys on the streets. They'll pull up, you know, I, I saw the one, the taxi driver, he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I pull over if I have a extended lunch, I'll go over and rape a few little boys and, you know, get back in my car and go my merry way. And the homeless boys, the homeless boys in the street, or, or they'll take them in if they're, if they're, uh, if they think they're desirable looking and they'll dress them up like women and make them dance around in, in, you know, you'll have about a hundred of them in a room drooling over one little boy dressed up like a little girl as he's dancing around in like a harem harem garments the dancing boys of afghanistan and they'll bid on him and whoever you know has the highest bid or whoever takes him and that basically owns that kid and this is little sex slave and his little slave that's their culture that's their culture so yeah they get 5.7 billion and then you know sudan 24 200 I mean, one of the chief places they annihilate and kill Christians and Islam's taken over. Ethiopia, Uganda, Pakistan, Yemen, Iraq. I mean, Egypt, Nigeria. So many of these countries are just overtly either wicked and or totally controlled by Islam. And they're getting, you know, billions of dollars in tax money, of our tax money. Why? When did I ever agree to that? I never did. But, you know, it's one of the ways they're just sucking America dry. And guaranteed this money isn't being put forth for the most part to any kind of real good. There's other some other agenda afoot here. So So yeah, while the US cities are falling apart and all this other stuff is going on. Um I'm just kind of trying to pick up where I left off. With a chart above showing how incredibly much money is being paid by the American taxpayer to help finance globalist programs with the U.S. taxpayer financially uh, financing practically the entire world, including nations that surely don't have our best interests in mind, why is America still sending hundreds of millions of dollars to nations um, while sinking billions into the bottomless money pits like Iraq and Afghanistan? And while we see the next chart below showing President Trump's proposed 2020 budget that U.S. foreign aid money only makes up 3% of our total budget expenses, that amount is still nearly as much as the $44 billion we spend on uh, financing our housing and urban development department and much more than we spend on the Department of Energy and twice as much as we spend on each of the following U.S. government departments, transportation, justice, and agriculture. See, that's why I said, at the end of the day, Trump is just here to play a part and to ultimately destroy America. But he's all the while acting like he is, you know, Uncle Sam and Apple Pie and Chevrolet and baseball all rolled up into one and fighting for our rights with a marching band playing in the background. It's all a lie. So when American roads are falling apart due to massive potholes and disrepair and our nation's infrastructure falls apart while our food supply dwindles, we should think about just how much money money is paid by the U.S. taxpayer who is sent overseas to government run the government's run by dictators who 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 do who knows exactly with what they do with this money i mean you know it's evil and nefarious obviously and in an interesting side note to this chart the recent amp story says with our department of defense proposed 2020 budget set at 70 uh 718 billion that's our department of defense 2020 budget 718 billion 57% of all our outgoing expenditures is just in military. Okay. Deagle's forecast for America having military budget of only $32 billion, 
by the year 2025 should open some eyes. So what that tells us, Deagle's forecast tells us that we're going to have a military budget that goes from $718 billion for 2020. And just by the year 2025, five years later, it drops to $32 billion. So that's a 96% reduction. Okay, approximately. 96%. What's going to happen between now and 2025 where we're only going to need to spend $32 billion on defense? Hmm. As we had asked in October, we'll probably, I believe the reason they're saying is that we'll, we will be a totally occupied country by the United Nations is what they're planning, by the satanic forces, and there'll be no more real need because we'll, we're all going to be under the New World Order rule. So there's really not going to be a whole, you know, big, big push for that, for military, because we're not going to be a sovereign nation anymore. We're not going to have to worry about defending our borders because there really won't be any borders. There'll probably be something like a North American Union. Now, that's if they have their way and if their plan comes to fruition. Okay, but there is Bible to believe that that is going to happen eventually. Ten, ten nation, ten regions, you know, that the Bible talked about. So, so what does Deagle know that we don't know? Deagle clearly forecasts the collapse ahead and likely by the year 2025 that most still refuse to see. Well, by the year 2025, but it'll, it'll be happening ongoing. And here is that pie chart of, of where... Trump's 2020 discretionary budget request, 1.3 trillion, and how it's all doled out in a pie chart. And 57% goes to just defense, 718 billion. And then all the other stuff that, you know, like that goes into well, agriculture, justice, state and international, energy, urban housing development. And these are all, none of all of the other things add up to the 57% that just goes to defense, okay? So with America spending more on propping up the government's overseas and dictators, who'd rather see Americans, who, who'd rather see Americans dead and alive? Um, sorry, this is so poorly written that I can barely read it. Um, it's easy to see how Americans are getting the short end of the stick, especially when they're paying more money toward taxes yearly than food, housing, and other basic necessities. So I wanted to go over that. And, and to kind of dovetail that, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this in, cover this real quick again. I have covered this in times past, but I'm just going to go through this real quickly and um, because it's pertinent regarding this particular subject. And it's where do your, where do your hard-earned tax dollars actually really go? If you think the IRS is lawful and that your income tax goes to run in the United States, watch America, Freedom, and Fascism. Now, you can go up to YouTube and key that in. Hopefully, it's still up there. I'll give you a link here. If not, you can probably find it on like Vimeo or Brighteon or one of those. Where do the income taxes that are collected in actually go? In 1982, President Ronald Reagan formed the president's private sector on cost control and an independent panel of over 160 of the country's top business leaders headed by Peter Grace, also known as the Grace Commission, in order to find ways to cut federal spending. In their report submitted to President Ronald Reagan on January 15, 1984, this blue ribbon panel stated the following, quoted directly from page 12 of their report, quote, resistance to additional income taxes would be even more widespread if the people were aware that one third of all their taxes are consumed by waste and inefficiency in the federal government. So they admitted one third 
of everything you pay into the income tax is consumed by waste and inefficiency in the, in the federal government. Would you like to have that one third back every year instead of it going to the government on waste and inefficiency? And who knows how bad it is now? It's probably way more bloated now than it was in 84. And then 100% of what is collected. Uh, okay, no, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so one third is consumed by waste and inefficiency in the federal government as previously identified with two thirds of everyone's personal income taxes wasted or not collected. 100% of what is collected is absorbed solely by interest on the federal debt. In other words, all individual income tax returns are gone before one nickel is spent on services taxpayers expect from the government. So you're, you're doing, by paying income taxes, you're doing nothing but just feeding that bloated devil government machine and bureaucracy. You're, you're doing nothing to run this. But see, oh, you don't pay your taxes. You're not a real American. But not one nickel is spent on services taxpayers expect from the government. So who's, who's the one that's brainwashed? You know? More facts regarding the IRS. Number one, the IRS is not a U.S. government agency. It is an agency of the International Monetary Fund. Okay, this was, and I give you the court case law where this is proven. Okay. Two, the International Monetary Fund is an agency of the United Nations. Oh, imagine that. Maybe that's why the UN's setting up all their stuff ahead of time right now. They're finally coming here to collect because they basically feel like they own this country lock, stock, and barrel. Because the IRS is not a government agency. It's an agency of the IMF. And the IMF is an agency of the United Nations, which is like the most wicked agents, wicked faction or whatever you want to call them, organization on planet Earth is going to be the backbone of the coming New World Order under Antichrist and False Prophet. And the U.S. Treasury is now the IMF. So the IMF is an agency of the United Nations and the U.S. Treasury is now the IMF. Where, and again, I'm giving you all the places where you can find, this is proven in court case law. It's too, too long to list, but it's here in the PDF for this date, October 7, 2019. So what's the big deal about the Fed? For starters, it's not, contrary to popular belief, a part of the government, meaning the Federal Reserve. There's nothing federal. It's actually privately owned, which means the United Nation, the United States does not control its own money supply. The Fed was created around the same time that the U.S. adopted such charming practices as taxing the income of working people and conscripting its citizens against their will to fight and die in overseas wars. Who really rules America? It's not who you think. And here's a video you can watch. It's called Money as Debt. Can you click that in? There's some Bible verses because what is this? This whole thing I'm describing is unjust scales and weights and balances, which God abhors. You're creating money out of essentially thin air. Proverbs 11.1, 1, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Proverbs 16.11, a just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. All the just righteous weights of the bag um proverbs 20 23 divers weights are an abomination under the lord and a false balance is not good and that's what our whole monetary system is set up on now here's another one federal income tax exposed as theater why the government doesn't really need your tax dollars it's tax season again and much of the u.s population is busy filling out tax forms to send to send their hard-earned money to washington so it can be just absorbed by you know waste and 
the interest on the federal debt and given to the the international monetary fund which is essentially the united nations yeah so the crazy thing about this bizarre ritual is that it's based on a myth the u.s government doesn't even need your tax dollars to fund its operations at all in this latest episode of awakenings i explain exactly why the government doesn't need your money and why the tax code is actually a system of social engineering rather than revenue generation here's a link to that video it's in the pdf and the video will cover why the idea that your tax dollars are needed to fund the government is a myth uh, another point how the federal government can and does create trillions of dollars out of nothing when it wants to for bailing out wealthy banks meaning they print money out of thin air with nothing backing it like gold or silver also why the real purpose of the irs irs tax code is to exist as a tool tool of social control where behaviors can be punished or rewarded by lawmakers and special interests another point how money is created as a debt burden against the people and then why the federal income tax could be abolished overnight and the government would never run out of money. Also, how abolishing all federal income taxes could revolutionize the U.S. economy and create millions of jobs, supporting small businesses, local jobs, investment, savings, and more. Also, how the government is already creating over $1 trillion in new money that's handed over to wealthy banks and injected into our economy. Again, there's nothing backing it, but... So one of the last things John F. Kennedy did before he was assassinated was declare his intention to reform the central banking system of the United States. <laughs> I wonder if that had any connection between him being assassinated or not. Now, he was doing a lot of really good things right before he died. So there was a multitude of reasons they had to get rid of him. Congressman Lewis McFadden, chairman of the House of Banking and Currency Committee from 1927 to 33, opposed the Federal Reserve System. There were three reported attempts on his life before he finally died of heart failure. Mm, uh, yeah, that was questionable. Here's what he said about the Federal Reserve from the floor of Congress. Quote, Mr. Chairman, we have a country, one of the most corrupt institutions in the world has ever known. This was back in, I'm assuming, 1933 or around there. I refer to the Federal Reserve Board and the Federal Reserve Banks here and after called the Fed. The Fed has cheated the government of these United States and the people of the United States out of enough money to pay the nation's debt. Now, this was only like 20 years after it had been created in 1913. He's already saying this. It's only been in existence for 20 years. Can you imagine how bad it is now? The, the depredations and iniquities of the Fed has cost enough money to pay the national debt several times over. This evil institution has impoverished and ruined the people of the United States, has bankrupted itself, and practically bankrupted our government. It has done this through the defects of the law under which it operates, through the maladministration of that law by the Fed, and through the corrupt practices of the moneyed vultures who control it. So, we have that. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, last little point here, and then I will go to part three. most illegal crossings in 12 years and that, that was the point i wanted to make earlier about trump border patrol took 851,000 into custody and that's just evidently in fiscal 2019 border patrol agents working along with the united states mexico border took into custody approximately 851,000 people in the u.s government's fiscal 2019 marking the highest number of arrests since 2007 according to federal data obtained by the washington examiner and again this is not all the people they got through okay so more people have come in under trump than any other president and again it's all by design on purpose because of legislation he signed and because the borders are wide open and because it's being so destabilized in 
South, Central, and Me- Mex- South South America, Central America, and, and uh, Mexico that that's a big reason they're they're coming forward, and that's 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 the plan. That's the plan in order to ruin America because it's the last domino that has to fall before um, the new world order can be implemented. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and end part two here, and we will go to part three next. God bless you, and see you in part three.